have been films about earthquakes, airplane disasters, and blazing infernos. But there has never been anything like The Devil's Reign. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast to bring you some incredible news. We are under attack. Never before has this reporter seen such devastation, such destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, I fear the time has come for Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules! So grab a can of fermented weed and listen up. It may just save your life. to Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. I'm your host, Douglas Arthur, and joining me today for this episode is our very special guest, Ed Davis, Jr. Uh, Ed hey. Runs, hey, Ed. Sorry. Uh, Ed, Ed runs a great page on Facebook called The Insomniac Drive-In, uh, which covers a lot of territory that we hang out uh, here in uh, on this show. Uh, so I thought it would be fun to have him on and uh, talk about... Uh, drive-in movies, kind of a lost breed of film, uh, really these days. Um, I, you know, I, I, we plan to talk about uh, um, what makes a, a good drive-in movie, and uh, maybe we'll we'll get into some of Ed's uh, favorites. Uh, uh, Ed's uh, Ed is a local guy. I met him uh, at the Fanticon. Uh, gosh, was that 2003? Was that six years ago almost already? It, it sound that sounds about right. Yeah, it yeah, was a while two, ago. It was the 2013 Fanticon, and uh, yeah, I just he was wearing a uh, Godzilla T-shirt, and <laughs> I I happened to comment on it as he was walking by, and we wound up striking up a conversation, and uh, yeah, that was six years later. Here we are. And, and six years later, here we are. We bumped into each other. Uh, <laughs> at some local events and that's it's always fun uh when when that happens so uh so why don't you uh introduce yourself to the folks uh ed uh, tell us a little bit about uh about the insomniac drive-in and um you sure. know how, how how you got interested how you got started in in uh in this whole thing well i um my uh i grew up <clears throat> excuse me i grew up here locally in gildalyn and um I was a a 70s a 70s kid and it was uh it was a good time to be a kid. We had a lot of good uh cartoons on TV then. Saturday mornings were booming pretty well in the 70s. Yeah. And um unfortunately as a as a kid I was sick a lot. So I spent a lot of afternoons on the couch watching um watching TV. And uh, as I got in to be a little older kid, cable was just starting to come around and uh, got introduced to this whole new world of uh, of TV, and we got a lot of the the New York stations, the uh, WPIX and um, mm. WSBK out of uh, uh, out of Boston, and uh, yeah. WOR out of uh, New Jersey. And it was just they they played a ton of monster films, and I, I really don't remember the like the first one I saw, but I I was a big Godzilla fan from the start, mm. and I don't know if that's from. Um, if I got the comic books first that Marvel did, um, right. if, if it started there and then it moved into the movies or if the movies brought about the, uh, about the um, comics, I don't quite remember anymore, but I remember Godzilla vs. King Kong very early. 
like I, I was maybe right. five or so. Um, and as I got a little bit older, um, WLVI would break into WPIX on Saturday afternoons, and they would do the Creature Double Feature, and that opened oh, nice. up everything. That was, you had your Toho, and you had your Hammer, and you had all the Universal, and I, and I saw everything and it just i was i was uh they had me <laughs> sure, the, sure. The, mov- the movies had me and uh and i was uh, i was i became a lifelong fan from there so time went on and cable changed and you didn't have all the, the movies on all the time that uh that you had as a kid and uh, as an adult with the uh arrival of Facebook and you start tracking down movies and uh, I, I wanted to do something. I wanted to um, do reviews or or something to give back to those movies that I loved as a kid. And uh, I couldn't sleep uh, for a while and I was watching movies all night. And my wife goes, well, you have the name right there. Why don't you, you, you do something with it? I'm like the insomniac. And, uh, then my love of drive-in theaters, uh, I went to, uh, there was a few in the area when I was a kid um, sure. that I, I, I went to one or two of them. Uh, actually, the first movie I ever saw was in the drive-in. It was uh, The Rescuers, uh, the Disney film. Oh, was, wow. Uh, the first time uh, I ever, it was during a rainstorm. I remember uh, being in my dad's um, orange pickup truck with my mom and him and uh, raining and watching the rescuers through the through the rain and that's a still a very vivid memory and i've always sure. loved the drive-in and it's just something i don't know something just calls to me about it so i figured well let's add that to the insomniac portion and the insomniac drive-in was born Sure. Well, that's uh, that sounds like a great origin story. Uh, and actually, <laughs> it's, it's very similar to my own story. Uh, surprisingly, oh, yeah. um, you know, I uh, I think I, I'm a couple years older than you. Not not by too much, but but, right. but a couple. And uh, it's a very similar experience uh, living in upstate New York. But mostly when I was that age, it was more central New York, uh, Ithaca mm-hmm. and Corning and so on. But uh, I remember we used to get WPIX and WOR on our on our cable, um, so it was always the you know the million dollar movie on yeah. uh, on WOR, and awesome. uh, WPIX had Chiller Theater. Yes. And, uh, you know, I just remember that that creepy hand coming claymation hand coming up out of the ground saying Chiller. Six and, fingers. Yeah. Uh, and it had, it had six fingers, which I didn't notice right away until my older uh, brother and, brothers and sisters mentioned, pointed that to me. I benefited from having some older siblings who were already like kind of into science fiction and horror stuff. Oh um, yeah, that helped at, at an early age. But uh, but yeah, I, I you know um, and you know the Godzilla comic book. I was already into Godzilla movies by the time the Godzilla comic book came out. But that was really mm-hmm. kind of that actually was kind of the thing that pushed me into comics. Uh, oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, and similarly, I I got sick. Uh, I, I wasn't sick all the time, but when I got sick, I got very sick. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and that was, and that was how I got into comics really. Cause there was one time I was in the fourth grade, which was right around, that was like 1977 or so. Um, okay. That's about and, the same time I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was, I was out of school for like two weeks and, uh, you know, my dad, at the time worked at a hospital. So uh, he was, a, oh he, was an, he was an administrator. So he would like stop by the gift shop 
um, and get comic books from the gift shop and bring them home. And uh, the hospi- we lived close to the hospital, so he would walk home for lunch uh, on his lunch break, and he'd come home and he'd bring me a, a bunch of comics um, that, you know, every day. And, he, and sometimes he'd, he'd actually read them to me. So, that's I mean, awesome. And uh, I'd been reading comics before that, but that was really, that was like the trigger. You know, it was like all sure. of a sudden I was like totally into comics. Uh, so <laughs> my, uh, uh, It's similar with me. My, my great-grandparents had wanted to get me something when I was in the hospital, and they had gone down to the gift store with my mom. And uh, my mom said, well, get them some of these comics. So they grabbed everything on the rack, and they brought them up to me. And I, I was same around that same time. And uh, yeah, I just, yeah. they, they read them to me while I was sitting there in the hospital bed. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, I, I mean, there was some. You know, it's funny. That was a funny time for Marvel Comics too. I mean, they started doing all the all, all the licensed comics yeah. started coming out at that time. You know, they had Godzilla, Micronauts, uh, the yep. Human Fly. Do you remember the Human Fly? I remember the Human Fly. I have uh, like he. I have an issue. The, one of the first ones I got, he was like with Ghost Rider, and yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was like. Was a, a, "Quote unquote real superhero" because he was yeah, like this yeah, Canadian yeah, yeah. daredevil, um, and I remember well, seeing him on like the Merv Griffin show or something. <laughs> I, I wonder whatever happened to him. <laughs> we'll Hopefully, to, he ended we'll, up okay. Yes, yes, we'll have to look that one up at some <laughs> point. But, but, but those all kind—it was all kind of the mix, and 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 that era. One of the things I remember, I used to look at the newspapers all the time, and because mm-hmm. I, I love. You know, I loved reading the comic strips. So, of course, you know, I started poking through the rest of the newspaper because I was a curious kid. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things I loved looking at was the movie ads, um, oh, yeah. which is not anything you see anymore. You don't see no. movie ads in the paper anymore. But back then, it was an art form. And sure. uh, and in the 70s, you know, there was just all kinds of crazy artwork and, you know, the stuff that really stuck out was the, the uh, you know, the exploitation stuff, you know, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the drive-in movie stuff. Sure, um, sure. And, that, and that's really kind of where my, my love for that kind of stuff, you know, the kung fu movies and, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, that, and that kind of stuff uh, just really kind of grabbed me. So it sounds like we had a very similar um, – kind of uh, experience uh, definitely yeah growing up so yeah um you know i i think one of the things that i you know like i mentioned we'd like to talk about is maybe um kind of the history of uh, a little bit of the history of the drive-ins um and uh you know drive-ins have actually been around for for a lot longer than I think some people think. Uh, I think the first one opened in like 1933 or something, or it might have even been in the in the late 20s. Um, I'll have wow! To I didn't know it was back that far. That's interesting. Yeah, and actually, I think the first one was in New Jersey of all places. Huh. Um, and uh, you know, so they've been around for a while, but uh, you know, it wasn't until uh, you know the. the like the fifties that the, the drive-ins really thrived. Uh, there were literally, I think at the peak, there were close to 4,000 drive-ins. I'm um, sure there was one on every block back then. Uh, 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 or it felt that corner. way. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, you know, I think once things got into like the seventies, uh, and real estate prices started to take off, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was too lucrative not to sell for some, for some people. And I think right sure. now I want to say there's only about 350 drive-ins left in, in the U S it's, it's, it's some, a very sad number. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty low. But surprisingly, we have a few in our area um, that are still that are still up and running. Um, yes, I, I tried to get to the the Jericho. That one I tried to get to when when I came. Yeah. That's the, that's my favorite of the ones around here. Yeah, that's that's probably the closest one uh, for yeah. for me. Uh, the Jericho sure. um, out there is that's in Selkirk, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's. Um, I was just there. Sometimes uh, my my sister lives out that way, and so sometimes I stop for ice cream because they've got a little ice cream oh, place. Yeah. So yeah, I, I remember I remember taking my daughter there for ice cream uh, one time uh, this last summer, and they were showing The Incredibles too. So we were we were on the other side of the fence, the the non-paying oh. <laughs> fence. But I, I was right. as we sat in the parking lot, I kind of dialed in and we watched the movie for about fifteen twenty minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing that's changed so much. They used to have the the speakers that you'd have to put in the car, and now you can just tune in yeah. on your radio. It's, uh, it's uh, I wonder how many people left with speakers still attached to their. Uh, it windows. was it happened it <laughs> happened quite a lot actually. Yeah. It happened quite a lot. In fact, they they used to have little uh, PSAs, little promos, uh, yeah. reminding you know that showed on the screen uh, to remind people not to drive away with the speakers, and yeah, still those, attached those to their. Those commercials windows. are fun. If you leave the theater, folks. Please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thanks. Yeah, the, I, I love watching those old, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're like, let's all go to the snack bar. Uh, kind of, you know, those little dancing, dancing uh, candy. <laughs> those, are, those are always, always fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the drive-in's been around for a while, but, uh, I think the drive-in movie, as we kind of came to understand it, didn't really start to hit until maybe the, the fifties and sixties when, um, kind of the lower budget films kind of started to hit. And, uh, you know, I think, I think the seventies were the, the, like the late sixties and, and early to mid seventies were probably the, the heyday for the, for the drive-in and the drive-in movie. Um, I would, I would agree with that. Yes. I, uh, I think with the fifties, um, you started to get more teenagers, uh, going out, I, I think. And, um, they, that's where a lot of the, the drive-in audience was, was driven towards was that teenage demographic. Yeah, and it also, uh, you know, it also afforded them a, a small amount of privacy uh, to, uh, yes. you know, make out and stuff. I'm, sure. I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. <laughs> and that, and that, nev- you know, that that never stopped. I actually, um, I know I've talked about it on the show before, but uh, but I actually, uh, in in a past life, I I was a projectionist, and um, and I. I actually worked a drive-in theater for four summers back in the oh, wow. back in the, back in the 90s, and that was a lot of fun. And um, let me tell you that, uh, that you can see some interesting things from the projection booth. <laughs> I'm sure. Which uh, which one did you work at? Um, I was actually out in Buffalo, so it was the Buffalo Drive-In, um, which had been around for a very long time. It actually just closed. I want to say like 2011 or or so 2012 it finally closed but it was it had been open since it was one of the longest running drive-in theaters in in the country for for a while i i know they celebrated their 50th anniversary at one point uh there so they they'd been around for a good long time uh i think that's, since that's great that you got to be a part of, of something historic like that that's cool 
Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was the old reel-to-reel projectors. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, there was three screens, um, so it was it was a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big, um, you know, pretty big uh, setup. Um, cool. So it was it was uh, it was nice. I I had a lot of fun. Had a lot lot of fun there, even though the the nights were late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but but there's something about the drive-in experience that's different mm. than going to mm-hmm. a theater. Um, sure. I mean, obviously you're you're in the privacy of your own car, but you're also surrounded by other people. Uh, it's it's a little bit more. I I, I lately when I've gone because I've taken my daughter a few times uh, to the Jericho and yep. we've even we've even gone down to the one in Coxsackie uh, a couple of times. I forget the name of that. Was that the highway drive-in? Uh, I think so. Yeah, think yeah it's not Ozone. Drive-in. Ozone is the other way. Yeah, uh, it must be. Yeah, it must be highway. And then the one up in is it Wilton? Um, is that one still open? I'm trying to remember the name of that one. Um, Um, That one's got the two screens. uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of it, though. Yeah. But I I actually went to that one once to see uh, Dawn of the Dead (laughs) (laughs) back back in the day. But I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm sure we will. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, you know, tell me a little bit more about, you know, what – your experience was like, it sounds like your, your first movie experience was, was at a drive-in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, the rescuers, it was probably, God, uh, I want to say I, I, it's, it's like yep. images, but probably 76, 77. I think the rescuers were out. So I was probably yeah. three or four. It, it was, uh, it was 1977. Uh, 77. Okay. And I, and, and I know that because uh, I have a funny story about the rescuers. Oh boy. <laughs> So it was 1977, and um, my, uh, you know, my mom, you know, I come from a big family, so going to mm-hmm. the movies was kind of a, a special treat. And I remember sure. we had a choice. My my older brothers and sisters all wanted to go see this new movie that was getting a lot of hype called Star Wars. Oh, wow. And and my my brother uh, Rick and I were just like, you know, I was nine or 10. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think I was quite 10 yet. Right. And uh, I was like, it, Star Wars, it didn't seem interesting to me at the time. Uh, but there was this, this new movie from Disney called The Rescuers uh, yeah. <laughs> that was out. <laughs> and so my brother and I went to see The Rescuers. It was funny because back then, you know, nowadays you'd probably just drop everybody off at the same theater. But back then, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, my, it was like two different theaters that which sure. you know, my mom had to drop them off for Star Wars at one theater right. and then, mm-hmm. you know, drive like 10 miles in the other direction <laughs> to drop us off at, at another theater, yeah. um, you know, for the for the rescuers. Uh, sure. <laughs> so so I so I went to see the rescuers instead of Star Wars. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, and that was, you know, that was during the summer. And then, of course, yeah. when when school started in the fall, like all my friends were talking about Star Wars. And so, you were about the Rescuers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we went to see the Rescuers. Uh, yeah, so so I wound up, uh, for, you know, but Star Wars is still playing, so I was like, all right, let's oh, yeah. go, che- we'll go check Forever. out Star Wars. 
And uh, so my brother, my brother and I finally made it to see Star Wars a few months later. Uh, That's and, awesome. And, and then I think we went like two more times the same week. <laughs> well, yeah, once you you were hooked after that. Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Everything was changed after that. Yeah. So that, that's, that's that's my rescuer story. <laughs> well, I I remember I remember it being raining, and I remember um, I remember uh, the concession area vaguely, and I just I thought it was it, it's going to sound funny, but it was like the first time like going through and like all the food was already out. Like there was burgers in one spot and hot dogs and it's like, you can just take whatever you wanted. And I was like, you don't have to order it. It's all there. And right. it was, it was a, it was a unique experience. It, it felt, uh, it, it felt, obviously it felt new, but there's just something, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I want to use? It, it felt like a community kind of thing. Like all these people yeah. were getting together to do something, um, and it wasn't just you sitting in a movie theater. You were together in, uh, even though you were separated by your cars, everybody was together doing it. So I guess it kind of had that barbecue feel to me where everybody right, was getting right. together for something. And I, I went uh, later on as, a, uh, as a, a, an older child, younger teen, and I can get, uh, I'll get into that story a little later, um, to the, the Carmen drive-in, and that was literally mm. um, five or seven minutes from my house. So Is that the one I, that, was, uh, that was on Western Avenue? That was, no, that was the, um, oh God, that was, I don't remember what the name of that one was, but that played a lot of the uh, adult movies. That, uh, it was a, uh, a oh. more... <laughs> I, uh, one step beyond exploitation films uh, of the day, like uh, I got you. Uh, later I Chatterley's got... Lover and that kind of stuff. Was, okay, was all right, favorite. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I I kind of remember that they switched because that that was still open. That closed in the early '80s. That one. Yeah, that uh, was open for a while. But they used to do like a dusk to dawn horror movie marathon when they start when they opened their season because I remember the commercials on the radio. Um, but then they, yeah, it was kind of off in the back. It's now apartments. They, they built yeah, apartments in there. Yeah. The, the Carmen uh, drive-in also, they made that into, um, like a little housing development. Um, it's over by, uh, like where Mike's diner is on Carmen road. Um, and oh, okay. some, other, uh, some other spots there, but I had yeah. a, a friend who lived on the street right next to there. And, um, when I was a kid, we used to, I used to always be over at her house and, um, we would do sleepovers and stuff. And I remember we could look out her window and see the drive-in screen from her house. And there'd be like, uh, God, there'd be like grease was playing or, or, wow. or something. And we couldn't in back then you couldn't dial in on the radio, but we could like see it there. And that was, uh, that was still cool. That was kind of like my other way of seeing drive-in pictures. And unfortunately they, they went away too soon for me to really enjoy them, but the memory of it, of it always stayed with me. And as an adult, uh, I remember the first movie I got back to the drive-in was Gladiator. Um, oh, with, nice. Uh, with Russell, with Russell Crowe. Right. And it was a whole different experience because you had the radio. It was in your radio now. And, right, um, right. People were sitting outside their car. They, had, they would back their car up and then put out their lawn chairs, and they would watch the movie that way. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is a, a, a different way to watch it. And uh, it, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, once they started doing that and people got better and better sound systems in their car, um, you know, I think that I, 
that was definitely more prevalent. Uh, sure. You know, um, you know, cause I remember the first time I went to, now the first time I went to a drive-in, I'm trying to remember, I think it might've actually been when I went to go see Dawn of the Dead and I was in, I was in college. So, mm. uh, I don't think I had had an opportunity to go to a drive-in, um, that must have been awesome seeing on the the, the driving screen. That would have been. It, it was it was it was definitely interesting. Uh, you know, oddly enough, I was one of the few people in my group that was actually watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they they were there more for socializing and stuff. Sure. I was like sure. I was like totally into watching the movie. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd seen it. I'd only seen it before on video at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and to, you know, to actually see it at the drive-in was, uh, was pretty, was pretty amazing. Um, sure. you know, but, um, but you know, then, like I said, I, I worked at a drive-in for, for a while, but it wasn't by then it was, uh, it was much more commercial that you didn't, it they were playing, sure. they were playing first run movies the whole time. So yeah. you weren't, yeah. you weren't getting, you weren't getting, you know, some of the, you know, the, back in the sixties and seventies, you that the films would do like a circuit, you know? Uh, yep. so they would play whatever, uh, whatever was available. Um, right. They, they would, the promoters would actually like bring the films through the area saying, where can we book this film for right. like a, a week or two? Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and then sometimes they do a, you know, double, triple, quadruple mm -hmm. bill with stuff. It's like, well, if you want to play this, yeah, you got to play these other movies. Right. Um, you know, and it was, <laughs> so, so, and sometimes they were thematically, um, uh, you know, uh, joined and sometimes yeah. they were just wildly different. Um, you know, you'd get like a slasher movie combined with a comedy or something. Right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it was definitely a very, very different time because, you know, back then I think people were just, let's, let's go to the drive-in. It was more of a entertainment thing. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus, uh, oh, I want to go see, uh, you know, the Incredibles or, 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 you know, it's become much more family friendly, family oriented Definitely. because, yeah. uh, it's a cheap way for families, especially with young kids to, to go to the movies and not have to worry. Right. It's like, you're not spending a, a fortune cause mm -hmm. they are a little bit cheaper. And, sure. um, you know, sure. if you need, if you need to leave, you can leave and, and you Hey, leave. you know, if your kids are acting up, you're not really bothering anybody because no, no. most other people are, are are in their cars. So, sure. You know, it's, it's, yeah, uh, they're tired. They can just lay down and go to sleep in the back seat and you're, you're exactly. good to go. So. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's one thing I like about, about that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I, we, we took my daughter to see, what, what was it? Barnyard. Do you remember that? It was like a Nickelodeon movie. Oh, um, oh, I think Kevin James, Kevin James, like was the voice of a cow or something. <laughs> uh, so this was probably like 2005 or 2006, maybe because sure. my, my daughter was maybe two or three, two and a half, three. Mm -hmm. so I think it was one of the first times we took her to see a movie. Um, mm -hmm. We thought we'd try it. Sure. And she fell asleep. Yeah, that happens. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're sitting there watching the barnyard. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you, that, that's when you hope that it's like, well, hopefully they they wrote this uh, yeah. with with you know like the best the the best 
Pixar cartoons are, you know, they, they can reach the kids, but they're written yeah. for adults. Sure, um, sure. There's some stuff <laughs> that goes over their heads. Yeah, for for sure. But, <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I, I, you know, I think there, there was definitely a shift at some point where mm. you know, the drive, the drive-in started playing more first-run stuff. Um, I, I think they and, had to. I, I think with the arrival of like the multiplex, the the multiplex um, movie theaters and the malls, they had to, they had to bring that crowd back out to the drive-in because everybody was now in the malls and. They needed something. They they had to bring it up to to more date, I think. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Um, the nice thing too, I think that um, uh, there's there's you know there's a value added because you always get a second feature at the very yeah. least. Yeah. Um, you know, which is which is nice. Um, you know, and sometimes those sometimes those pairings are 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 perfect and sometimes yeah. they're just they're perfect in their mis- yeah they're perfect in their mis their mismatch <laughs> sure sure uh, my my wife and I went a, a few years ago this was before we had our daughter and uh, it was the per it was perfect it was GI Joe and Transformers and that was just like perfect. I was like okay this is great this was my 80s uh, older childhood on the big yep. screen and it, exactly it was, a, it was a perfect uh, it was a perfect night of blow everything up. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know i think um when you go back to the, the the 60s um and the 70s that was really when they started showing uh you know in the 50s they did it they showed started showing a lot of teen oriented stuff it was mostly like the science fiction movies yes. and and yep. so on you know like giant ants uh, you know mm-hmm. them uh yep, them. you know Godzilla. Teenagers from outer space. Teenagers from outer space. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was a teenage werewolf. Uh, yeah, you know, oh and then there God. was you know, then there was the like the biker movies. There was a whole hmm. bunch of biker movies and and that kind of stuff um, as well. Um, and then going into the early seventies, you you started getting a lot of the 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 uh, kung fu movies. Um, yes. Started making a making the rounds, so you know, Enter the Dragon and and that mm-hmm. stuff. But I remember vividly an ad in the paper for uh, a, a movie called Chinese Hercules, which oh, yeah, I, it's a great, it's a great movie poster. I, I, and I and I loved the art uh, that yep. they was reproduced it, but but I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Um, you know what? I, I don't think I've ever seen it too, and I might have it. I, I have a, a bunch of. Um, discs from um, I think it's Mill Creek with the 50 movies on them, and oh, I, right, I think yeah. that's a, that's on one of them, and I, I still haven't gotten around to, to watching that. But yeah, I, the poster stays in your head, and, and you're like, oh, I got to watch that movie sometime. And you, you, it's sometimes the posters are better than the actual movies. I think. Uh, well, I think more than sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee was the king of kung fu. <laughs> Angela Mayo, the martial arts queen. But neither could compare nor compete with Chinese Hercules. He's the superhuman beast of the East. Bone Cracker. Head Crusher. 
snapper. Body breaker. Men. Women. Hundreds or one alone. Each challenges and each becomes the pulverized prey of Chinese Hercules, the first and only muscle mad monster of the martial art. Chinese Hercules, he'll get a crush on you. But uh, but yeah, that that that's just that's just one of of many. I mean the the, the but the horror the horror movies really started to take hold, um, you know, in the in the sixties uh, and and yeah. late late sixties. You started to see, um, they started to you know to try to appeal to you know things that you can't see in normal theaters so right. um you know you get like stuff from like Herschel Gordon Lewis mm. um who was doing a lot of crazy uh gory movies yeah um, one of the, you know, the first slasher films yeah yeah very you know very you know uh was it uh 2000 maniacs yep uh, which you know, which is where the the, the band Ten Thousand Maniacs got their name. Actually, they they took awesome. it from that. They, they adapted oh, it cool. from that. Um, but yeah, he used to he used to do all kinds of. Uh, what was the other one? The Gore Gore Girls. Uh, Gore Gore Girls. I've heard of that one. I haven't seen that. Yeah, one. that's, on, that's um, on my list. But there were there were all kinds of uh, you know movies like that that were just uh, you know out and out gory. Um, and, yeah. uh, and, and of course the, the, the granddaddy of them all the night of the living dead, which, uh. um, you know, according to everything I've read probably made a lot more money for, uh, theater owners than it did for George Romero and company, yeah. uh, yeah, cause there are a lot of bootleg prints and, uh, yeah. stuff going around. There's a lot of, you know, shady business stuff, but, the, uh, the copyright just didn't get held correctly and everybody was able to make some money off that film except them, I think. Yeah. And then years later, they actually found the paperwork that, that they, you know, with the copyright stuff. Wow. So they, uh, they were able to kind of take it back a oh, bit. Um, but still, you know, and, uh, damage is done. Damage was done for sure. Um, you know, cause there are a lot of, you know, because the booking was so regionalized and and mm -hmm. uh you know like uh like you said the bookers would kind of go from yep. from town to town saying where where can i get this booked and it's like all sure. right i'm in i'm in sheboygan this week with this movie this movie and this yeah. movie and then uh and then we're going to go over to lansing michigan and then down to mm -hmm. you know down to Chattanooga, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they would be all over and, they, and there would be regional, regional movies that would just kind of play like in the South, um, sure. you know, stuff that would play, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the Midwest and so on, different, mm -hmm. different types of, of things that never kind of made it very far. And then of course, mystery science theater 3000 would revive <laughs> them at a later date, yeah. stuff like like Manos, Hands of Fate. Uh, <laughs> Such a fun know. film. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but 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 uh, uh, you know that that that's really um, 
you know, the, there's just so many different genres that kind of came and, 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 and went. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. I, I like to look at um, a lot of the old uh, drive-in ads. Um, I'll go into, like, uh, Google, and I'll, I'll type in drive-in ads, and I'll just look at the old ones. And it's surprising, like, the Westerns. I, I never thought of Westerns as a big drive-in kind of film. But oh, sure. there'd be some nights where they'd have, like, it'd be, like, three John Wayne films. And um, Disney would even, uh, back in the 60s, there was a couple theaters that would do some, some Disney double features. And it's just sure. it, it, whatever they could get out there, I think, was they could make some money off at the drive-in. Yeah. Well, you know, the westerns were were huge for a long time mm-hmm. and they kind of they kind of lingered into the into the 70s, uh but into the early 70s, but for the most part, you know, the the 50s and 60s westerns were were huge. Oh yeah. Huge yeah. huge uh movies. Um so you'd see that. And then of course, you know, you'd get some that would kind of cross genres. You'd get uh sure. you know like uh, you know, uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, Jesse James meets uh, Frankenstein's daughter. Uh, those yeah, kinds, of, they, they were those, fun. <laughs> those, those, those kinds of movies too. You uh, know, it's funny. I actually watched Billy the Kid versus Dracula uh, a couple, uh, probably about a year or so ago, and I hadn't seen it in a while. And it's really funny because they're trying to to pass the movie off as nighttime for most of it, and it's it's so obvious that they filmed it during the day and then put like a, 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 a filter over the lens and I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. The old, the old day for night. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's kind of hard to, well, you know, lighting at night was so expensive. That was yeah. one, that was one sure. trick that, that they used to use, but it, yeah, it, 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 it's really obvious. It's like, well, no, that's it goes m- with the charm. Yeah, it, 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 it does. <laughs> it, it does. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, like the horror movies really started to, uh, I think, take hold in the in the late '60s and early '70s. Oh yeah, you know, a lot of the the Hammer movies, um, mm. and and um, you know, but you started to see a lot of low budget stuff uh, like uh, Count Yorga, uh, yeah. the vampire, and uh, uh, you know, children shouldn't play with dead things, which is one of my <laughs> favorites. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. And uh, you know, just just. You know, those are the kinds of things that uh, you know people get nostalgic for. Um, sure. Now, one of one of my favorite things um, that kind of revived my interest in the whole genre when I was a little bit older is I discovered when, uh, when I was in college, um, I discovered the uh, Joe Bob Briggs column um, in one of the local uh, papers out in Buffalo where I was living, and they were running oh, the nice. Joe Bob Briggs column, and that that became like. Uh, a thing for me. Like I love, I, I picked up, you know, he's I, at the time, I think he had two or three books out and I, I picked mm-hmm. those up and uh, those were a lot of fun. Um, to, he, to read. Uh, he's got a, he's got a great brain. I, I love his, his um, anecdotes with his movies are just, you get lost in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, uh, and he's, uh, he's making a comeback now. He's on, um, that new streaming service. It's Shutter. Shutter. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I've, I've been watching and, uh, it's picked up right where he left off on, uh, TNT and, and his Excellent. other programs that he's done. Excellent. Uh, and he has a little bit less censored TV station feel so he can get away with a lot more than he couldn't do before, which is, uh, which is fun. 
Well, that's always that's always good. Yeah, I I haven't I haven't made the the jump to Shutter yet. Um, oh, it's but, it, I like it. There's a lot of um, I like it because there's a lot of foreign um, horror films that I haven't oh, seen okay. before, um, and they have a lot of the older uh, '80s and '70s stuff that was just. Either they, our video stores never got them, or it was always out when I would go to the video store. So right, sure, it, it, sure. It's nice to catch up and see those movies finally. I, just out of curiosity, what's what is what does Shutter charge per month? Oh gosh, um, I think I think they're in like the uh, I think the nine dollar range. I think right. they're they're probably it's not bad. It's it's comparable. I think it's less than what um, Netflix is charging now. Okay. Uh, I know I know yeah. they just went up a little bit. So I think they're still they might still be in the single digits. Yeah. I think I'm paying like 10.99 a month for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't Yeah, I had Screenbox. I had Screenbox for a little while and I didn't like that one. Uh, no. I, I I ended up going with Shutter and I've been very happy with it. Oh, excellent. I I I may I may make the jump, but I'm trying to uh I'm trying to decide already if I want to jump on Disney Plus when that comes out. I'm, I'm I think I, I, it's like, you know, do I need another mm-hmm. streaming service? But I at know. the same time, it's like I, I'm I'll, I'll wait and see because sure. my hope my hope is that they will. I, I mean, obviously having all the Marvel movies and and yeah. stuff in one place would be great, but I'm more looking forward to. Uh, you know, are they going to put up all of the old, the old Disney movies from Disney. the '60s and '70s? Yeah, like, I'm, you know. I'm hoping they do. My my daughter is a Disney girl. She loves Disney stuff. So, yeah, uh, I think we'll probably end up having to get it. <laughs> you know, and, like uh, the, stuff like the world's greatest athlete and the computer wore oh, tennis yeah. shoes and yeah, uh, yeah, the, the world's cat strongest cat from outer space that <laughs> that darn cat uh what was it wasn't there one with the oh million dollar duck wasn't oh my god one? yeah yeah um, and there's like snowball you know, express uh, there's yeah so, there were so many good ones uh condor on man yeah condor man yeah yeah <laughs> just uh, yeah just uh, just some that stuff yeah, because that I would love and then also like some of their old tv show stuff too like um was it the Scarecrow of Romney Marsh? Oh my gosh. And, and yeah, uh, that was scary. Yeah, some, some of the, some of that stuff I would love I would love to see too. <laughs> um, so if they include that, uh, I I I may that that'll push me over the edge. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, the, the Star Wars content, the new Star Wars shows are kind of leaning me towards getting it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in that camp too. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know it depends on what the price point is too because sure. Disney Disney has a tendency to kind of tack on a couple extra bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to things. So, but sure. that's the thing. I mean, Netflix. You know, hopefully they, you know, they'll try to stay competitive because yeah. I, I, I think, you know, if they're more than Netflix, they may not get as many people right, right. coming uh, as, yeah, as they'd like. Um, but that's that's kind of the that's kind of the new drive-in movie. Is sure, you it is. Kinda, it is. You can, you can kind of curate your own uh, your own shows, and that actually kind of uh, dovetails into. What you're doing now, which I find mm-hmm. very interesting, is oh, on you. your on your Insomniac Drive-In webpage. You now have watch parties. Yeah, of, yeah, of I love movies. that Facebook has done that. Yeah, and um, 
so tell me a little bit about that process. Sure. Uh, um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a matter of, of finding what's out there. I don't have a way to, uh, to upload, uh, um, let me say, let me see here. The public domain films, I can't, th- there's a way to do it, but I don't have the right software to do it. So it's right. just a matter of, of looking on um, Facebook Watch and seeing what's out there. I have a, a master list of of the movies that I own in my collection, and uh, I'm kind of watching everything in chronological order, starting with like 1931 and Dracula, and moving right. on up to today. It's going to be a long process, but uh, it's a lot of fun. And along the way, I'm trying to find movies that are online that I don't have, and and all that. And I was trying to figure out for the longest time on on my Facebook page how to create the drive-in experience and i was doing it for a while piggybacked on a youtube channel i would do a weekly playlist and i would do the i'd add the um the drive-in bumpers and i do the, a 10 minute intermission between each film and i was it, it it was working out good for me but i didn't feel like i could get it out to people and i love to share things with people sure, and have sure. that community feel to it i would i'd be sitting in uh my living room watching the movie at night and like, okay, this is good, but I don't know who else is watching. And I'd love to be able to talk to people while I'm, I'm doing this. So I, uh, I, the, the playlist on YouTube kind of went away. Um, some things got busy here at home and uh, things finally got back to a point where I could figure out what I wanted to do. And, um, I, I had saw, that Facebook had introduced Facebook Watch, and I saw all these people having uh, watch parties on, on different groups and, and their Facebooks and everything, and uh, I didn't have it on my page. Like, I would, go, I would go to set it up, and like, where the heck is it? I don't even have it. So I emailed Facebook, and I'm like, for some reason, my page doesn't have this. And about two, a day or two later, it showed up suddenly as an option for me to do. I'm like, oh, this is great. So I just started poking around, and um, I've uh, slowly – I've done probably about uh, five or so of them now. And I've, it's varied from me and someone else to – I did um, King of the Zombies this morning and from uh, 1941. And that I had about up to ten people uh, at wow. one time. Very so nice. that was that yeah that was exciting that was that made me feel like okay this is starting to catch on and because of that i think the page is starting to get more likes and um more follows and there's more um conversation on the page and it's just it's starting to feel like what i had envisioned for it to to be is starting to be that well that that's uh, that's what struck me um you know i was able to drop in on uh, you were showing uh Godzilla raids again, um, <laughs> aka Gigantus, the fire monster, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. aka the Godzilla Returns or whatever. No, actually, Something. Godzilla Returns was uh, God's, turned into Godzilla eighty five. Yes, um, but but it was the second Godzilla movie, which is yeah. criminally underseen. Like I don't oh, think yeah. I had never seen it until um, probably three or four years ago. Oh wow. Uh, it, I just it, it was it was not shown nearly as mm-hmm. often as any uh, you know like King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and so on. And actually, that that's that was one of the things that I found very interesting was that um, that was I think the first time that 
a continuing universe yeah. kind of started was with that sure. movie because the events in that movie led directly to King Kong versus Godzilla. And they, uh, they do make mention of the original Godzilla, the, the one from the Raymond Burr one. They yes. mentioned that that Godzilla perished a year ago and now there's a new Godzilla. So they, they do tie it. It's definitely sequential. Yeah, yeah, which which I found very interesting. I mean, this is like the mid '50s, oh, yeah. and I don't think anybody yeah. was doing anything like that. No, um, I mean, aside from uh, you know movies with uh, you know uh, like you know uh, continuing characters, you know, like Boston Blackie sure. or yeah. <laughs> uh, Dick Tracy, they, you know, Dick Tracy movies or Tarzan or something. But but those movies were not always interconnected, where they didn't reference sure. each other. They didn't reference each other. It was just like, oh, here's no. another movie with uh, Dick Tracy. Here's another. Yeah, you know. Universal did it a little bit, but it was it was more loose. Like they would change things to fit it into the next picture. Like it wouldn't be exactly right. as it was in the, the last one. Right. Sure. Like you know, when was it Frankenstein meets the Wolfman? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know that in the movies they weren't really the same time period, uh, but right. somehow you know for that movie they kind of they, they you know brought it they back wedged, around. <laughs> things together a little bit sure. to, to make it work um sure. <laughs> but, and that was uh, even that was even before hammer um hammer hadn't even begun their series right, of frankenstein right. and dracula films so yeah i think that would be the first one it, it, it's among the first i i mean yeah. I, I you know i'm not a, a, as much of a film historian as i should sure. be uh to, yeah. to say that definitely was the first but i think it was among the first i think we'd be safe to say that yeah, uh, yeah. you know um, so I always found that was interesting um, that. So, yeah, there's just a lot, I think, that goes into, you know, drive in. So, you know, what to you, um, mm-hmm. what what makes a good drive in movie? I mean, what, uh, you know, what I, do you I think? think? What do you think? It, as far as like the horror and the, the sci fi end of it, you have to have a, a monster that's going to. Um, going to keep you interested it's got to be like you can have your godzillas or um your your slasher villains and there's got to be uh there's got to be a lot of blood <laughs> i think that sure. helps um uh the 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 pace has to be quick i think if you have a slower film in a drive-in it's not going to keep people's interest like a, a drama film I, I think doesn't work in the drive-in setting i think big action films or big horror films um would do better in that setting um let's see what else um i i want to say a good story but sometimes that isn't necessarily <laughs> a key component to a driving film um that's, i think for true. a lot of the the, uh, the the exploitation end of it i think to a certain degree um there's a certain um, audience of the drive-in that hopes that there's some nudity in it or, or something along that lines. Right. Um, right. So I, I think that's some of the, the, the elements of a, of a good drive-in. So, so yeah. So something, um, along the lines of, uh, you know, like a Russ Meyer movie, like a faster pussycat kill, kill. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a great, ladies and gentlemen, go, go for a wild, wild ride with the Watusi cats. But beware, the sweetest kittens have the sharpest claws. For your own safety, see Faster Pussycat. Kill, kill, 
wild women, wild wheels. Race the fastest pussy cats, and they'll beat you to death. Superwoman, Falcon, buckled and booted. <laughs> Stuff on this kid and hanging it up for nothing. For nothing? She's got nothing to do with the money. She has the money. Jack and Jill, they make a mafia look like brownies. Hey, he's a big one, ain't he? Got mustard all the way to his ears. Yeah. 10% of your action be enough for anyone. Too much for one man to handle. And again, you never can tell. You girls a bunch of nudists, or you just, uh, Short of I had the pleasure of actually handling a print of that one time. Oh, wow. um, the um, I was in Arizona at the time. I had gone back to school and I was working at a, a movie theater there. And they were opening up. They were reopening uh, a, a, a one-screen theater, hmm. um, and they were they were going to be showing. Um, uh, the guy that owned it, um, his father, he had inherited the, the theaters from his father. Um, nice. Uh, his father had owned like three or four theaters, and this was mm -hmm. one of them. And he bought it back, and he re renovated it and reopened it um, there. Probably it must have been around 2001. Uh, or two th Actually, it would have been 2000, because um, mm -hmm. I, I moved back here in 2001. So... Um, he wanted to, to, for the grand opening, he was showing movies, you know, from the era when his, his father was operating it. Oh, that's um, great. That's and, so cool. and that was, and so Faster Pussycat Kill Kill was one of the prints that they were showing wow. for that grand open. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was too busy yeah. working. Yeah. But yeah. Being, being a projectionist, I was able to handle the print. Um, sure. And, and it was, it was, I felt, I, I felt you know, the history of it as I, yeah. I, I was, yeah. you know, tried to be as careful with it as possible because it was definitely sure. an older, older print. Um, wow. But, and I, I think that's a, a good, I, I love movie theaters that will take that risk and show those older films and not rely on the, the first run big budget stuff. I, I think there's definitely an audience that will, will go and still watch those old films in the theater. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I, I see more of that um, these days because uh, it was, a, is it fa Phantom Events or whatever that does the stuff they do? Oh, they yeah, they'll the... do, yeah, they'll do like m monthly different showings of stuff and like Jaws, when Jaws had its anniversary, they brought that back. Yeah, and they just did, and, Wizard of Oz just recently had the sure. 80th anniversary and... And, um, and in our area alone, we have it came from Schenectady, and they they do a oh, ton right. of 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 old niche and genre films. In fact, uh, the Godzilla Kaiju battle is always a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think we I think we've met up there a couple of times. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, loop uh, loop Paul in on on this yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> so shout out to Paul if he's listening. Yes. Um, you know, so great, he puts great that, stuff. Yeah, we we you know that's that's one thing I love locally is uh, you know it came from Schenectady. I mean it's not drive-in, uh, but no. they show a lot of great movies. Uh, I think one the of the movies are things, definitely drive-in fair. Oh yeah, would, yeah. You know I saw you know and and, and they'll do double features. Um, mm -hmm. You know like uh, I saw Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness as a double feature, <laughs> which was great. And the, and oh, of yeah. course like like you mentioned the Godzilla Knights, they usually 
you know, and the and the and the and the films are a mystery. You don't know which ones you're going to get no, when you go. That's the best part. Which is part which is part of the fun because you're sure. like, oh, what what am I getting? You know, is it going to sure. be <laughs> is it going to be uh, you know Godzilla on Monster Island or is it yeah. going to be you know. Uh, is it going to be uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla? Or, you, know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, just you just don't know what you're going to no. get. That's part of the part of the fun. So, um, yeah. So there's there's things that um, you know kind of cater to to the to those uh, kinds of films now. It's just, yeah. it's not the same as as no. uh, as the drive-ins. But um, speaking speaking of that, I think um, mm-hmm. before we get too far uh, a, a field here. Um, <laughs> Uh, easy I think, to do. Very easy to do. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about. I, I, I wanted to kind of pick your brain and get mm-hmm. uh, uh, maybe some of your favorite uh, driving oh, sure. movies, um, and uh, you know we could kind of talk about those a little sure. bit. So um, why don't we do like a, a like a, a top five? Do you have a, a okay. top five or? I or, do. I do. Okay. Um, they're uh, they're not in any. I don't know. I, I try to put them in order. I was trying to put them in order, <laughs> and I don't think I can put them in order. As uh, I can kind of put them in order, so I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, all right. So so let let's let's talk about what's what's your first one. What do you what do you sure? Um, I I think at the top of the list you have to put Dawn of the Dead. What the hell are they? They're us. That's all. There's no more room in hell. What? Something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Makumbo? Furu. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad. He used to tell us, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. I, I know you saw it at the drive-in. Yeah, and I think yeah. that is such uh, such an important film of the 70s, alone for the horror genre. But it's just, it's... Uh, it's such a an atmospheric film that I would I would have loved to have seen it in the drive-in. I, I only saw it. I didn't get to see it until I was an adult. Uh, it was just one of those movies that I had wanted to see and always eluded me. So it right. wasn't until I was uh, older and I saw it and I was like, oh my god, this is just uh, George Romero just made this amazing film and right. the cast is uh, is great. I think. Um, Ken is is great, and even the soundtrack by Goblin and Dario right. Argento. There's just something about it that's it, it. It's a slice of the '70s, and it it just fits so well into that drive-in um, that that drive-in era. Um, For sure, and and the, and the other great thing about it too is uh, um, it it sneaks in a bunch of social satire. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a which, ton of it in there. Which is which is amazing. Um sure. the first the first time I saw it was on video. Uh my friend uh my friend Chris was having a uh Halloween sleepover he he, he had a Halloween sleepover party a few years. Uh mm-hmm. and that was That's awesome. that was one of the movies uh, like his his parents were a little more um, you know, uh you know, liberal, I guess. <laughs> and, 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 uh, they rented, you know, this was, this was probably like maybe 1983 or 1984. Sure. Um, so I, so I was in high school, uh, and yeah, Dawn of the Dead, they've rented Dawn of the Dead. We, and that was the first mm. time I saw it. And, um, 
You know, I actually, I, I had tried watching Night of the Living Dead prior to that, and I couldn't yeah. make it past, like, the first, the opening graveyard scene. Cause I, I, I would probably be the same, I, I have the same same situation, yeah, it took me a while. And uh, after I saw Dawn of the Dead, I was able to go back and watch Night yeah. of the Living Dead, because uh, yeah, it, it, kind of, it kind of helped, because there was a little more humor in it, even though yeah. it was dark, dark humor. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I was able to kind of go back and and watch that. But uh, and then a few years later, uh, I was able when I was in college, it was showing at the drive-in um, up up there uh, in in uh, the drive-in near. Mm-hmm. It, it's in Wilton, I think. So it's kind of near Clifton okay. Park, up that area. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name of it. When we get done with the podcast, we're like, oh yeah, it was that. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, but I remember going up for the, the a van load of of friends from work, and you know, I think there were maybe like two of us actually watching the movie. The rest of them were, mm-hmm. up, you know, you know, wandering around, socializing, and mm-hmm. you know, I you know, but but that was one of the ones that still had the speaker. They hadn't done the oh, wow. the, ra- the radio sound yet, so I had the speaker hooked down the window. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get out. I don't believe We're it. We're going to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. That was definitely a lot of fun to watch at the drive-in. Yeah, the, uh, the, the effects when the when the one zombie gets his, uh, his head um, sliced off by the oh, helicopter. Yeah. I, I met that so guy. Much. Oh, you did? I, yeah, I met that guy. He was a he was a guest at uh, Buffalo Comic Con a few years ago. His name is uh, Jim Jim Crut. Wow. Uh, and or Crut. I think it's Crut. I think it's yeah. K R U T. And super nice guy. Super oh, nice yeah. guy. That's and, awesome. Uh, and it was um, it was a, it was a real treat to to get to talk to him. Um, you know, and uh, it was just really nice. He actually. Um, you know, I kind of met him at the, uh, the, you know, it was a two day show and I met him, um, at the, uh, the, the Saturday night dinner, uh, where all the oh, nice. guests were, were. And so I got to talk to him for maybe like five, five, ten minutes, yeah. which, which was super nice. And, um, and then he actually came around, uh, he came around to my table, uh, the next day and, and bought a book from me oh, uh, that's great. To, that's to give cool. to his, to give to his wife. So nice. super nice guy. I, I, you know, yeah. fan, fan for life. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I got to meet that guy and I was like, you know, no, that's, that's cool. just, you know, just, you know, he kind of, he does appearances as the helicopter yeah. zombie, um, <laughs> from Dawn of the Dead. It's so, it's iconic. It is. It's just, there's so much iconic images in that film. It's, yeah. It's, I, I asked him, I asked him like how drunk he was when, uh, <laughs> when he, you know, near the blade. <laughs> I was like, twice, like you guys really must've had to plan that out. I was like, I don't know that I would have. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, if you're off by an inch, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, you know, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, the the makeup on that, I mean, it's, I was like, wow, this guy's got a really exceptionally large forehead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what's up with that guy's head? Oh, that's what that's what that guy's head. <laughs> that's that's why that guy's head is like that. <laughs> but but it's, oh, funny. it's funny. But but super nice guy. Super nice guy. Awesome. That's cool. So, um, and I remember even too, like, uh, I think there was a Dawn of the Dead board game. Uh, cause I remember, oh, wow. play, I remember playing that with, um, with my friends. We were big 
into you know Dungeons and Dragons and board games yeah. and stuff at that time too. Sure. So I, I I seem to recall playing a Dawn of the Dead board wow. game um, back, back to then see. too. Uh, it's probably worth a fortune these days. Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But but that was fun. So great great movie. Uh, yeah. Still sticks with you. The the remake not so not so much. Uh, I, I but, liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I, I wasn't too keen on running zombies. I, I'm a slow no. shambling guy. So. Well, yeah, the running zombies just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like mm-hmm. uh, you know rigor mortis. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think I think I think George had it right. Um, with I think you know, how, how they should work. The, the whole, I mean, once you add running and jumping and, uh, <laughs> you know, all of that, it's like, okay, it's, uh, you know, when you die, you become Superman. Uh, yeah, basically. yeah. They, they should call them something else, not zombies. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It, it, it was just uh, I mean I I'm with you. It wasn't. I, if they had called it anything other than Dawn of the Dead, I probably yeah. would have liked oh, it, it more. Good, but yeah. but the the expectation, you know, when you start saying it's a remake or a re yeah. image or whatever, you know, the expectation right. is that it's going to be something uh-huh. different. But no. you know, you don't want a a, a note for note remake. But at the same time, no. you don't want to stray too far afield. I mean, look at look at the Godzilla movie from 1998. That. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like that's that's when you like are da- basically just paying for the name and making up your own your own stuff. I, it's like if that was named anything else, I'm sure it would have done. It would have been. It would have had a, a different feeling with a lot of fans. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> All right, what 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 else do you have? What's your next movie? Speaking of Godzilla, we'll we'll put him in next. Uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon. It's oh, yeah. uh, probably one of my absolute favorite Godzilla films. Uh, it's it's so much fun. I yeah. love Jet Jet Jaguar. <laughs> He's just yeah, so and I love I love his theme song too at the end. Yeah, uh, the Jaguar. <laughs> ロボットだけど I mean, there's such yeah, it's like it's it's like a jazzy you know rock uh, you know version filtered through Japanese. I, I you know it's funny to listen to some of the Godzilla soundtracks from that late '60s, early '70s yeah. era, and it's like they're taking American rock and jazz yeah. and filtering it through. Japanese culture and it's sure it's, it's amazing like um you know the the song from Godzilla versus the Smog Monster at the very beginning oh, yeah. um yeah. you know it, it, it they translated save the to save, save the earth in the American yep. version I, I'm not sure uh it was a a, a great translation from what the uh, the original Japanese was it might but, uh, probably not but, yeah, but it's uh, still fun nonetheless even even so it, it I love the I love the Japanese version which I have on CD um ah, the, nice. the song and it's 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 great uh I just hmm. I, I I love that and then like some even some of the the music the theme music for like Godzilla's revenge um yeah. was is is pretty fu- is funky I mean it's it's really 
kind of some of the the chase music too for like um yeah. like in 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 Godzilla versus Megalon when they're having the the chase where the they're in the the going up and down the hills and everything and it's just yep. it's really surfy rocky yep. kind of yep. good stuff it's 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 awesome and uh you know Godzilla versus Megalon I think was that was one of the f- you know early on um before I started drawing comics i started drawing dinosaurs and godzilla mm-hmm. and actually uh when my brother and i moved we, we moved to corning in i want to say 1976 or so um sure. and godzilla versus megalon uh i think they were they made a big deal about showing it on tv it was like the saturday mm-hmm. night movie or something and i How remember was that? Was that the NBC? Was that yeah. the one that they did? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I heard and, about uh, that. And John Belushi dressed up as <laughs> as Godzilla uh, in, in a Godzilla suit, and, yeah. and they were, they did a, like a whole thing. Man, um, I'd love to and, see footage of that. That'd be something something and, uh, to see. It's it's pretty incredible. I I mean I remember <laughs> it a little bit, but um, my brother and I actually with a friend. Um, started a, a, a kind of a fanzine, which I think we had a circulation of like two or three, uh, oh. <laughs> but it was called Monster Movie Magazine. Oh, that's um, cool. And, uh, you know, Godzilla versus Megalon was the first in the first mm. issue. That was what we we did a review of Godzilla versus Megalon. And, wow. But, you know, we used to, uh, you know, it, it back back before you know there were photocopies and, and i mean mm-hmm. we 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 certainly could have photocopied but um yeah. instead we redid we wow. we every every issue so we made like five copies i think of <laughs> of the magazine and you know each cover was drawn Nice. by hand you know we like i think that's some, that's uh, like afternoons there that's that's your whole weekend I think I think my brother or my my brother's friend Damon, who who was actually kind of spearheaded the whole thing. We used to have a club. We did like the Monster Movie Magazine Club, and we That's we, awesome. would, we would meet like once a month and have pizza. And yeah. It was great. I don't know. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, we one person would draw, and then we would you know trace. You know, I would like tape mm-hmm. it to the window and trace trace out oh, yeah. the second one and. Yep. My mom, my mom was uh, indulgent enough to like type for us. So like, wow. instead of using carbon paper, it was like we typed each each one. You know, oh, gosh. yeah. So it's like, yeah, we could have we could have uh, you know saved time <laughs> and and but but you know, Z, you know, Xerox copies were like a dime a piece or or, yeah. or or a nickel a piece or something. We didn't sure. have that kind of money, you know. <laughs> So, so, uh, so we did everything by hand, but, but that was one of the first, that was one of the first movies that we, that oh, we figured and it was, that's great. That was, a lot of, that was a lot of fun. I think I, we did I, like two or three issues and that was, that was, uh, you started getting writer's cramp. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And then by then my, my brother and I started drawing our own comics. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, you know, so that was, that was a lot of fun. But but that's a, that's a great pick. Uh, yeah, know, for, I think I think the later Godzilla era gets a lo- the later seventies part of that era gets a lot of gets a lot of flack because it it became very um, 
oriented towards the kids and everything. But yeah. I, I was a kid. I, I was a kid then, and that's the that stuff that I gravitate towards. I think it's a lot of fun. It's over yeah. the top, and well, you got aliens turning into apes in later movies, and it's right, just, right, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I actually think there's some good movies in that era. I mean, Godzilla versus Hedera. Um, mm. Or AKA Godzilla versus Smog Monster. Um, yep. You know, I think part of it is the Godzilla design is a little goofy. He's got big googly eyes and, mm. and so on. Mm-hmm. So he's not quite as fearsome looking right. um, as he was previously, or, or also what he would become later. Um, right. You know, but uh, uh, you know, there's some really horrific stuff in Godzilla versus Hedera. Oh um, yeah, it's you know, there's yeah very disturbing some of it. And. Um, you know, I, I, goofiness aside, I think it's 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 actually a it holds up. I think that movie. I mean, having seen yeah. it, having seen it again recently for, with uh, it came from Schenectady um, mm. showed it showed <laughs> it again uh, recently this last year. I saw it again, um, and Godzilla versus the Cosmic Monster, uh, yeah. aka I Godzilla versus Mega. I did too. I did yeah. too. Um, in fact, we had to drive from Corning to Elmira to go see it. Um, wow. it, it showed at a Saturday matinee, um, <laughs> and my mom was nice enough to dri- drive us uh, over there. So from Corning to Elmira is maybe like uh, half an hour, 40, wow. 40 minutes or something. So it was a little bit of a drive to get there. Um, I saw it so, at the late uh, 20th Century Fox Theater that oh, was on um, Wolf Road on, in, on Wolf in Road. Albany. Yeah. yeah, I love that theater. I saw Superman the movie theater. there, and I saw oh, Empire Strikes Back there. Yeah, yep. Um, I'm try- and I saw Revenge of the Nerds there. I remember seeing Revenge oh, wow. of the Nerds there. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Um, and I don't think it was around much longer after that. I think they no. get closed um, not too long, you know, kind of mid-80s there. I think it closed. Sure. Um, kind of like the theater that used to be behind uh, – uh, Colony Center. There used to be a theater oh, yeah. behind. It was a four fourplex, I think. Yep. Uh, I it remember. Was, going, um, I used to go see Rocky Horror there. Oh yeah, they used to do the the midnight showings. My yeah. um my dad. It was Cine One through Eight, and my dad actually helped design um, theaters nine and ten. They added on to it. Oh right. And, um, oh, that's uh, the one that at, was right or... That's the one at Northway Mall. There was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, okay, yeah, I'm was, getting confused. <laughs> that's all right. There was actually a smaller theater behind Colony oh, Center. That's right, there back was. Where, back where those apartments are now, oh, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but that was, um, uh, I'm trying to remember. One of the few movies I remember seeing there was The Black Cauldron, which was kind of the oh, wow. ill-fated, ill-fated yeah. Disney movie, which, again, I hope they put it on to the Disney Plus service because yeah. I, I haven't seen – they've kind of uh, distanced themselves <laughs> from that, that one. That's a tough era for Disney, that whole late 70s, early 80s. They don't really yeah. do much with any of that stuff. No, no, they don't, mm-hmm. which, is, which is kind of a shame. I mean, because there's it people is. like us that are nostalgic sure. for it, Yeah, um, yeah. you know. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. And, uh, anyway, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked there. No, that's um, okay. <laughs> I love getting sidetracked. It's fun. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, Godzilla versus yeah. Megalon, uh, yeah. great movie. Um, great, a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, of course, I saw one of the worst Godzilla movies ever. Godzilla on Monster Island uh, was back there at that theater. I was just talking about behind huh. Colony Center. They they did one showing, and I remember walking in, and they're like, 
why is Godzilla and Anguirus talking? I mean, they were yeah, actually. That, that, yeah, that's a little. That's a little that, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just little, the whole way they they did it was just it sounded so yeah, weird. It, it was some it was, some of it's fun, but that's weird. <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad, but but some of that stuff, I, like you said, uh, Jet Jaguar and uh, King yeah. Cesar and uh, oh, yeah, you know, some of that stuff it was just I, it was great. I, I mean, uh, yeah. Like you said, I mean that that mid '60s era is really good. It has a different vibe mm-hmm. to it, different feel sure. to it. Um, sure. You know, um, and, and and you can't go wrong with uh, you know Ghidra and and, and those no. those movies. But some of that that '70s stuff, um, I think, gets a little short shrift because some of the the, the bad ones were really bad. You know, oh, like yeah. Godzilla and Monster Island was really bad. I didn't <laughs> care. I didn't care much for Terror Terror of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Um, that 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 was a we- that's probably the weirdest Godzilla movie because it has a very strange vibe to it. It uh, does. It I, I, almost like they felt they knew it was kind of coming to an end, and well, how are we gonna? What that, do we do? That and um, you know the 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 villain monster there uh, was it Titanosaurus. Titanosaurus. It was a horrible design. Yeah, not a great uh, one. It looked like something out of a Hanna Barbera cartoon. It was just really. <laughs> You know, it didn't have it didn't have the 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 look that the earlier Toho monsters sure. had. That was sure. You know, really, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of fierce looking and 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 yeah. and, and had a uh, a kind of mythic quality to them. Sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with the Hanna Barbera look. Definitely. Yeah, the, the Titanosaurus felt like something that came off of like the Ultraman TV show. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was just, just bad. Um, but anyway, so what, what else? What what else do you have? That's that's two. What's what's your third? That's two. Uh, uh, third I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, with some Hammer horror okay. and okay. Uh, from 1957, The Curse of Frankenstein. Oh, you cannot possibly conceive what dreadful thing he's planning. What are you trying to tell me, Paul? That Victor's wicked? Insane? Wicked? Insane? Evil? Call Frankenstein what you will. A demon had made a man-made monster. And now, the monster was the master. Paul! What are you going to do? For your sake and to protect Elizabeth, I've so far kept silent. But now I shall go to the authorities and have them destroy that creature. And see that you pay for these atrocities. No! Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. That is, that's the one with, is it Christopher Lee? Yes, yeah. yeah, Christopher Lee that's is uh, is the monster in that one, and uh, Peter Cushing <laughs> is obviously Doctor Frankenstein. And, right. Um, uh, it's it's uh, it's the one that started it for them their their whole horror journey that lasted through the 50s up through the the early 70s and it's uh, it's um, it's dark and it was so different from the Universal Frankenstein that we had gotten and right. it took it, I liked that it took the you have Christopher Lee as the monster, but the real monster of the film is Peter Cushing as as Doctor Frankenstein, and I like how they continued the series forward with him and all his attempts to to try to recreate life. And um, it, it was 
the first time that you saw, I think, that red of, well, I don't want to say the first time, but one of the first times that you saw that red of blood in a film, um, right. I, I think. And it was so different from, yeah, Technicolor. It was so different from other horror stuff that was out there. Yeah, they they definitely Hammer had definitely had a, a look and feel to them that was different than anything that had kind of come from you know come before. Yeah, uh, from it, it was uh, very unique. I oddly enough, I mean, I I remember seeing some of those movies mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but I didn't I didn't really get into the Hammer stuff uh, mm. as much. I remember. Seeing the ads, I remember I used to read Voracious Reader, and I read all of the, you know, there was always those monster books, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can, yeah. you know, movie monsters and yep. uh, different different things. I mean, there was one I remember getting through the, you know, they used to have the book clubs at school. Sure. And there was one that was that had King Kong on the cover. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it was like an orange cover. I remember that it, one. Yeah, and uh, and. Um, I, I, I would read that and I'd go to the library and I'd take out books on that. And, yep. you know, when I ran out of those, I started picking up there, there were, I, I thought I discovered there was a book on Alfred Hitchcock and I started looking oh, at cool. that and I got into Hitchcock movies and, you know, so, you know, it, it, it kind of, uh, gets you, gets you going. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but I, I remember reading the books and seeing stills, but I, you know, some of the, some of those hammer films, I just never, I'd never seen, uh, right. I, they were I tough to come by. They were they were very hard because I think when they were shown they were heavily censored um, mm. because mm-hmm. of the nudity because of the blood mm-hmm. um, you know they really um, uh, you know that's one of their trademarks was you know scantily clad ladies and yeah. uh, yep. and and lots of blood on you know uh, Victorian sets you know <laughs> sure sure <laughs> uh, so. and I, I think it, it appealed to me because that was the first time I saw. Um, I think I saw horror depicted in another another time, like you had you, like your Godzilla movies took place now, and um, some of the, sure. the Universal films took place like in that time, like the fifties or the the forties. It was that time, right? But it, this was the first time I saw stuff from the Victorian era, and it was like, wow, like I didn't think about horror in that that time frame, and it's like, oh, this is so cool. You don't have today's today's um uh, technology or anything like that to 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 fight what is happening it, it was just cool it was neat yeah i i definitely you know um that was always interesting when that when it was set like in a different time period um, mm. because uh you know it, it like you said uh, a lot of the horror movies it was set in present day Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, present day of when the movie was being made, um, right. but you know, but but those were set. You know, well, this it's the 1800s, or yeah, uh, you know, it's set, you know set like a hundred years earlier. Um, sure. So uh, you know, it made things. It it made for an interesting, um, you know, change of pace uh, for sure on on those. Um, but there. The imagery on those always stuck with me because, like I said, I saw a lot of the stills. I didn't necessarily see a yeah. lot of the Hammer movies. Sure. Um, and the Curse of Frankenstein, I just I remember the makeup on that was just it, it's wildly different than the Universal yeah. Frankenstein, and it's it's yeah. really it's really cool. Yeah, I like I like how they really tried to separate themselves. Like we're making the same story, but we're gonna just really flip it and make this 
grotesque looking monster with like uh, one eye and the other eye is like all murky and it's just yeah so cool. it made it made it made more sense because it's like well if if you're cobbling pieces of various bodies together um yeah uh you know which on its face doesn't even sound like a good idea. It's like, why not just try to revive a, a whole body already instead of cobbling pieces together? <laughs> Make a together. whole one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, well, you know, the Frankenstein monster from the, you know, the original, the Boris Karloff version certainly had its look and feel and, and, and oh, yeah. very, very, very iconic, but yeah. you, you think about it, it's like, well, why, why does he look like that? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need to. He, when, when I imagine, you know, using using a, a, a you know a, a existing body, um, you know, I think of more along the lines of what we saw in 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 the the Hammer Frankenstein, or even yeah. the uh, Robert De Niro, uh, oh, yeah. Kenneth Kenneth Branagh um, version that came out. I want to say it was like 1990 or yeah, or so, 1991. Right. Yeah, yeah. They did a couple there, like. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola did the Bram Stoker's yep. Dracula, and then I think yep. they did. Uh, they had so much success with that. They did uh, yep. uh, Mary, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Mary which Shelley, was dr- yeah. directed by Kenneth Branagh, and uh, and had Robert De Niro as the monster. And, yeah, that was um, a good one too. That was actually a very good version. I I, I liked that. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I, di- I digress. I digress. That's okay. But but yeah, that was that's uh, that's a great. Uh, a, a, a great choice. Um, yeah. What, what else? What else do you have on your list? Okay, this one is a little a little out of left field, but I think uh, it it just the the name alone conjures up images of the drive-in for me, and it's Frankenstein meets the space monster. Do your eyes bear witness? Total terror. Frankenstein meets the Space Monster! All recorders to fast This is it! For the first time on the screen! America's missile might! Mobilized against annihilating invaders from outer space! We have come here to this planet for one purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. See the kidnapping of the Earth Maidens for the love-starved slaves of the sterile planet. Very good. We have done well, Nadia. I am pleased, Princess. You are satisfied. I will be satisfied when we have enough more like her to commence phase three. The terrifying invasion of the beach party. See a United States astro robot become a creature of death. For the first time. See Earth Horror versus Space Terror. See Frankenstein meets the Space Monster 
in Futurama. It's on the list of probably one of the worst films ever, but uh, right. as a kid, oh my God, this film, the film, it was, on, on, it was on Creature Double Feature a lot when I was a kid, right. so I, right. I saw it all the time. I remember and seeing I just, ads for it in the paper. Oh my God, it's so crazy. I love, because there's not even a Dr. Frankenstein or a Frankenstein monster really in it. It's in the title, but it's not actually, there is no Dr. Frankenstein in it, or or there's a, a, he's a (laughs) astro robot named Frank. (laughs) And it it so fits, because that's like the drive, and they would have these titles for movies. And then like the, 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 movie itself would have nothing to do with the title and I just I thought this was this was crazy. It was crazy. And you have this woolly looking, Chewbacca looking space monster trying to fight this astro robot on the beach <laughs> while Martians try to collect bikini clad women. I mean it doesn't get any more driving than Oh God, that's awesome. I, <laughs> I, I remember seeing the ads for it. I want to say David Prowse was in that. It, 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 would I be wrong in that? Uh, he might have been the, the he might have been like the in the the monster suit. I, yeah, I sure. think I think he was. I think okay. I'll, I'll have All to right. look that one up because I think sure. I think that's one of those little tidbits of trivia that sticks in my brain from. Oh, that's awesome. That's even from, cooler then. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I'm pretty sure, um, you know. Uh, that he was he I don't know if he played Frankenstein or he played the f- space monster but but that's one of those ones I remember seeing the little ad for it in the paper yeah. um, and it, it was just you know you you almost wanted to go see it just just for the title and the artwork even even though sure. the movie itself was probably terrible yeah it, it, uh, it, it's dark and it's very cheap looking but that's it's so it's it's just it's so made for the drive. <laughs> yeah, it it seems like uh yeah, let's see. I'm I'm looking it up on IMDb right now just okay, to see cool. who's who's in it. Um and not any I don't know if anybody's recognizable. Hmm, let's see. <laughs> if they've got the cast, who's on the cast here? Um, maybe, maybe I'm not. Oh, the only buddy of, the only person of note, I, okay, I'm totally wrong. David Prowse must have been in a different Frankenstein movie, but the only one of note, uh, who played a, uh, Martian crew member and the, and the space monster was Bruce Glover, who is Crispin Glover's father. Oh, well, there you go. So there, there. That's wow. that's our that's our trivia. David Prowse, I think, must have been in a different. He was, was he was Frankenstein and the monster from Hell. That's what he was in. He was in <laughs> okay, that, right. That that's the remember. that's the one. But yeah, that's that sounds like a like like a classic. Uh, oh yeah, there's, there's like surf music and and all that stuff. So it's that's it's good. That's definitely um, you know something that that the drive-ins would do is they would just come up with crazy titles that may not have had anything to do with what. The right. actual movie was they just wanted to get your interest <laughs> to come yeah. see it. Uh, sure. And they sure. re- they'd even retitle uh, you know movies, you know to, oh, yeah. to kind of get give them extra life. Uh, yeah. You know yep. it's like <laughs> you know we'll send it back out <laughs> under another title. 
Yeah, maybe, why not? Maybe, we can get a, get a couple more weeks out of it. That sounds like one I might have to 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 look, <laughs> to look up, or maybe yeah. we can maybe we can convince Paul to show it sometime. That would be um, oh my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> have him do some Hammer movies or or yeah, some off, something off-brand something like that stuff like that might be fun. Uh, <laughs> And uh, okay, so w- what do we have? I think that's four. That, out of, that's four. Uh, it brings uh, me to my last one. Which, okay, uh, <laughs> is ET. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ET. Because I saw it at the drive-in. It's one I, I very, uh, very okay. well remember <laughs> playing at the drive. <laughs> one of for, for a number of reasons. Does, yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely no. I remember. Uh, I. I I did love E.T. as a kid. I thought it was great. I, I was the perfect audience for it. I wanted to get the Reese's Pieces, and it was just uh, Spielberg. <laughs> I was discovering Steven Spielberg at that time. So, sure, sure. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But <laughs> I saw it at the Carmen Drive-In with my parents, and yep. it was one of those double feature, obviously. And it was one of the ones where the second feature had really no connection to the first feature. And I remember seeing E.T. and my parents uh, saying, okay, Eddie, you, know, you got to go to bed because you really can't watch the next film. And uh, I was like, okay, sure. So I pretended to fall asleep and ended up watching Porky's as <laughs> the second feature. Oh, my God. I know. We E.T. and Porky's together. I just now, but, that, uh, now that is a classic matchup right there. 20th Century Fox would like to introduce you to Pee-wee and his pals. Tommy, Mickey, Tim, and the biggest man on campus. Why do they call you me? Because it's so big? When they're not in class, they're into everything. Okay. But what they'd like to get into most is a place called Porky's. I left my idea. Here, use this one. That's my Bible school card. Unfortunately, we can only show you the outside of Porky's. Because what goes on inside is not to be believed. Boy, the locker room. Oh, it turned me on. We'd like to show you more of the locker room, but this kind of physical education just isn't taught. We can't show you more of the shower scene, because what they're looking at isn't watered down. They want us to look. They want us to look. Porky. You, too, will be back for a second look. That's how the driving worked. It was just <laughs> wow. That is yeah. that is something else. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think the tactic of of telling your your kid that they can't watch something, uh, <laughs> you know, so go to sleep is is a great tactic. Honestly, no. I no, think if they I mean, had just kind of left it as you know you, you know it's time time for you to go to sleep, you probably would yeah. have gone to sleep. I, I but, probably would have, yeah. But but when they added in, uh, you know, you really can't watch this second movie, <laughs> it becomes, well, gee, why not? And you yeah. stay up and, uh, you know. You peer and, through and, the blanket over your head and you're over your head. And, and the next good. thing you know, you're, 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 you're howling like Lassie. Uh, <laughs> you <know>. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so that, that's a, a fun story. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that Kim Cattrall? In one of her yes, first, that was her one of her first, first films. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. my God, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, they, they they don't make movies like that anymore. Um, oh, no, it's unfortunate. Probably, probably with good reason, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that raunchy comedy '80s was that was a good that was a good genre of of films too. <laughs> It, it certainly had its day. It certainly had yeah. its day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so ET. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I remember I I, I was uh, I was fourteen or fifteen when that came out. Um, okay. And, and uh, so I was you know a little bit older, but I remember um, you know it was very different because I I obviously you know Close Encounters I had saw mm. I had seen in the mm-hmm. theater and and Raiders and. Uh, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, and Jaws, I didn't even see, but it scared me anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, like was, just just from hearing about it. it. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, it was like all about. It was so popular, and I was reading about it in the paper. I was reading about it, and you know, my parents had a subscription to like Time Magazine and Newsweek, and yeah. um, you know, so I was reading about it there, and I was like, uh, I just was, uh, I couldn't even go into a swimming pool. I was wow. so scared. I was so scared of sharks, and I hadn't even seen the movie. Um, and <laughs> I wouldn't see because Powerful. I was, you know, I was young. So sure. I was. Let's see, how old was I in '75? I was uh, eight, I mm. think, seven or eight when that when that movie came out. So, wow. um, you know, uh, it just was. Uh, <laughs> it was just too much, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and and but but. By the time Close Encounters rolled around, I was I was ten in nineteen seventy seven. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I remember going to see that and and loving that. And uh, so when E. T. rolled around, I was like, you know, yeah. I was totally into Spielberg. Sure. Um, but I wasn't prepared for it because it was very different from any of the other movies that yeah. he'd done. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was definitely more kid oriented yeah um, kid family friendly uh, uh entertainment but, but at the same time it still had it still had its uh spielbergisms you know it's sure had its, its, its stuff and um you know i it was definitely genuinely affecting i i because I, yeah. I remember my sister i took my sister to go see it on her birthday that year she's uh, three years younger than me so mm-hmm. she would have been like 12 i think Okay. Turn, turning 12. And yep. uh, I, uh, yeah, because she was born in 1970, so that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember taking her to see it, and then, you know, I I cried at the end. I was, you know, oh, al- yeah. almost 15, and I cried uh, sure. because... Um, because I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've talked about that on, on this show a few times. I, I, I definitely, if a movie works, very uh, emotional. I, I will definitely cry at a movie if I, if I need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and Pixar seems to. I seem to have cried at just about every Pixar movie. Oh yeah. Uh, especially, especially Toy Story three. That was the, probably the yeah. biggest tearjerker of all. I agree. Uh, of all, of I agree. All time. Uh, you know, and and it hits more home now because my daughter is you know 15, so oh, uh, yeah. you know she's we're kind of getting into that era where sure. you know she'll be going off to college before you know it. So mm. um, same, you know, you, you kind of get those get those feelings a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But but that's that that is an interesting choice. But I can see uh, I can see how how you would pick that because it's <laughs> one of your early drive-in 
drive in memories. Yeah, um, yeah, and of course the scene where E.T. is, uh, they're taking him trick-or-treating, and he sees the, the boy dressed as Yoda, and right. he starts going home, home, and they start playing Yoda's theme, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like Star yeah. Wars is an E.T. It was just, yeah. that was a, a very cool moment for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and they returned the favor in uh, Phantom Menace, I think, yes. when, when, when they had the E.T.'s kind of show up in the corner yeah. of the, the, the Senate in scene there. The, the Senate, yeah, that was cool. That was very so cool. so of course now there's all these crazy fan theories that they're the same universe and yeah yeah <laughs> just and waiting like, for the Millennium Falcon to land in my street that's, uh, that's yeah all. <laughs> yeah yeah we're just just waiting just waiting for that so, oh well but it, uh, but it was fun. <laughs> that, yeah. that that's just you know some of the fun little fun little things but uh, but yeah. yeah et was a et was a huge thing but oh, it was huge um, and it was everywhere yeah you couldn't couldn't escape it couldn't escape no it. no. So, uh, but definitely, uh, definitely an interesting choice. Um, yeah, it ju- I think it just for piggybacking it with Porky's and, and just having that whole, uh, like, I shouldn't be watching this, but I'm watching it anyway kind of right. vibe was the beginning of that kind of uh, right. almost into my teen years. I was probably, probably nine or, I want to say I was nine or ten, almost yeah. into that, getting into that era of, of kind of movies and leaving yep. some of the, the childish child movies behind was right uh, sure sure big big times we're running out of time here so i don't yeah, want to yeah. i don't want to i don't want to keep you too long and no uh, it's been it's been so much fun i it, it's been a, a, a it's been a great time uh you know i i i can't uh, disagree with any of your choices i, I although you know i certainly et is certainly a a pick a, a pick out of left field uh, that I would <laughs> I probably wouldn't have guessed if you had asked me to guess sure. beforehand. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like to but, keep people guessing. <laughs> but those those are those are some great choices uh, for you. movies, you know. And, and I you know I think that I think the the era that 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 sweet spot era of the you mm. know the early early seventies with all the exploitation films and all of the the grade B grade Z movies, um, you know, is, is just rife with with possibilities for for uh you know um doing uh, you know all kinds of uh of fun things yeah, hopefully uh there's so many of them out there and i i've only i've seen maybe a scratched like the surface of them and there's just a lot uh, it, it's so interesting to me that there were so many variations of of exploitation and just all this stuff that they were getting away with was amazing yeah, yeah, and 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 too, like 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 you mentioned, like some of the the foreign stuff too, like uh, mm-hmm. you know we don't see too much. A lot of and and uh, you know some of it was brought here and retitled and redubbed and right. recut. So you you know trying to seek out some of the original versions of some of the foreign horror movies, you know, like the the Mario Bava stuff and uh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, Dario Argento's you know stuff. Uh, you know, I think they, they I think they just recently remade Suspiria. Yeah, um, they did. It came out I think earlier this uh, the end of last year. I think it came out. Yeah, but but I don't yeah. I don't know. I had never seen the original Suspiria, so I I didn't. Uh, I like I, the original. The original is fun. So I I think that'll that that's that's on my list uh, of things that I eventually have to get get around to. Um, yeah, I, you know, I would a, I would put it up on there. It's a it's a great great film. I think Goblin did the music for that too. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Um, you know, but that's uh, that's a whole separate <laughs> that's a whole separate show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole yeah. separate show. But um, 
anyway, it's been great fun. Uh, but before we go, why don't you uh, plug your your page? Uh, yeah, you know, sure. Wh- uh, what, what, where can people find you? Well, uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, just type in the Insomniac Drive-In, and uh, my page should come up. There's a little Godzilla on a uh, drive-in screen with some UFOs behind him in our little picture. So uh, we, <laughs> I try to do a lot of um, trailers and movie posters and, and talk a lot of movies there, so we just have a lot of fun there. I'm also on Twitter at um, InsomniacDI, and I... I try to post some different stuff there than I do Facebook. It's tough sometimes. So those right. are really the two big spots that you can you can find me. More often than not, I'm still hanging out on Facebook. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, and how often are you um, trying to do the, uh, the watch parties? The watch parties, I'm trying to do, uh, well, I know like this month uh, for February is Black History Month. So mm-hmm. I kind of went through their Facebook watch stuff to see what was out there. And Monday nights, after nine, I've been trying to show um, something that goes along with that. Like uh, this past Monday, I did Night of the Living Dead. Oh, right. Um, Great. Good this choice. This coming Monday, I'm going to do a black exploitation film called JD's Revenge. Oh, God. Uh, I totally remember that. JD's yeah, Revenge. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And then I, I think I found Candyman, the second one, for okay. the week after that. So. Oh, excellent. Uh, definitely Monday nights. And then if something I'm watching on the weekend, I I can find it on Facebook Watch. I'll I'll try to pick it out there, too. My hours are kind of weird with my daughter. So it could be right, anywhere sure. from 4 o'clock in the morning to 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, you know, that's perfect for the insomniac in all Yes. Of Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some nights, uh, some nights I'm up late, uh, not because I want to, um, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes it, you just, you just can't. So, right. um, so it, you know, if, <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. I think it's, I think it's worth, uh, worth, uh, worth a look for it if you are a fan of this stuff. And, um, the great thing is with the watch parties, you can watch the movie and then chat with each other at the yeah, same time. It's, it's a uh, lot of fun. I'm learning some stuff about movies and, and also sharing some information with people and just make, making some good friends out on Facebook. Yeah. Now, that's what it's really all about. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I know, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to, to catch a few of your of your future ones but for awesome. for for the time that I was uh dropped in it was it was a lot of fun there seemed to be a lot of uh camaraderie and uh community and uh it it was it was really nice people just kind of sharing their knowledge you know if somebody didn't yeah. know something uh, they weren't mocked for it they were just like yeah no never is. never and and that was and that I find very refreshing cuz sometimes you get these places and it's like if you don't know the most obscure, minute piece of trivia, then you yeah. know, then, then you're an idiot or something. Sure, like, sure. Uh, well, I, I can't remember half the directors of movies and and who starred in what. I'm just right. I'm there for the feeling of that film and how it makes me feel. That's and that's what I try to convey to everybody else. Well, it's it's a it's a great uh, it's a great little hobby. It's it's fun um, and uh, definitely I'll be uh, I'll be checking uh, checking out your. Your watch parties a bit more, uh, you know, awesome. in the future uh, for for sure, because it was a lot of fun when I dropped in on on the last one. But uh, uh, thanks for coming on. It's it's been thank um, you. It's been uh, a lot of fun, and uh, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed my time talking with you, Doug. Always. All right, and uh, next time we'll we'll see you at the movies, as uh, Siskel and Ebert <laughs> used awesome. to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules is copyright 2019 by Douglas Arthur for Doug Side Syndicate. All other content is copyright its respective holders and is used under the doctrine of fair use. You can contact the show by sending email to spacemules at yahoo.com or you can follow on Twitter at spacemules. And head over to Facebook to check out the official Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules fan page for all the latest news, shows, and celestial ephemera. And don't forget, check out cafepress.com slash spacemules for all your Space Mules swag. T-shirts, hats, coffee mugs, you name it, we have all the highest quality merchandise you can shake a Zuni doll at. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. All previous episodes are available now to stream or download at spacemules.com. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear my brother say... Presumably for something like that, you'd be using a very large number of microphones, wouldn't you? Rain. Space. That wasn't your father. 
was his face. Mother? Mother! Columbus! Damn you! They had no faces. The Devil's Reign. The 300 year search for the power to damn mankind is over. And the towering terror of the devil on earth is now unleashed. The devil's reign. Hundreds of souls held captive in an eternity of hell. Seize him! Possessed by the devil. You, my son, have defiled all that is holy. Mother, my God, my God! They become his worshippers and his demons. Rain, starring Academy Award winner Ernest Borgnine, Eddie Albert, William Shatner, Keenan Wynn, and Ida Lupino as Mrs. Preston, and with the special participation of Anton LaVey, High Priest of the Church of Satan. The Devil's Reign, conceived by the producer of A Man Called Horse. Created by the masters of magic of Planet of the Apes. Together, they bring you a melting hell on Earth. And absolutely the most incredible, unforgettable ending of any motion picture ever. Heaven help us all when the devils reign.